Okay, I'm super excited. This is my first true episode for my podcast, Throwing Lemons. I really had a hard time picking a topic. I didn't want to do something too serious, but I wanted something that was like going to give a heads up to people and make people laugh and be like, oh my gosh, what is this woman talking about? So I narrowed down topics and the first one I went with is kind of like a combo of stuff. It's like the crazy, hilarious, creepy things that toddlers do. And when I mean toddler, I mean like they're a year and a half to probably four years old. Um, it's a time it's a time in their lives where they're kind of learning how to do things and talk and then they start getting their own opinions and they start trying to venture and trying to see what they can do without any help. They're really working on their independence. Oh my gosh, it can be so frustrating. It can be so fun to deal with these little kids. But I'm telling you right now, those of you who are parents already, you've gone through this age group. You already know where I'm going with some of this stuff. You will be reliving some of the things I know you have dealt with before too. And if you haven't had kids, here's your heads up, all right? Toddlers, awesome age group. Um, I really enjoyed having my kids going through this, this different age, this stage in their life. But it will test you. You will die laughing on the inside, but have to keep a straight face because you don't want them to pick up on any signals that what they just did or said, no matter how funny, they can't do it again, right? And they, once you laugh at something that's done, they run with it and they will just keep redoing that stuff over and over again because they think it's cool to make you laugh and smile. So, all right. So one of the number one things kids do that are creepy, I kid you not, parents, I know you're going to know this one. They show up at the side of your bed in the middle of the night and just stand there staring at you. I'm not kidding you. I have woken up, I don't know how many times from a dead sleep. I hear no noise. Nothing startles me. I just open my eyes and there's a dark figure standing like three inches from my face. Now I scream, I about have a heart attack because you're not expecting this when you open your eyes and the room's dark. There's this little being there and it about gives you a heart attack every time. And we're like, why, why are you just standing there? Why are you just standing there not making any noise? And they will legit tell you exactly what you told them. If you wake up, don't wake anybody else up. So they're standing there waiting for you to wake up so they don't get in trouble for waking you up. And now you guys can play and everything's cool. No, 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 no. It, it will drive you nuts. It will give you a heart attack. You screaming will make the person you're sharing a room with scream and it'll wake everyone up in the house. It's funny after everything's happened, but in the moment, you feel like your heart's going to jump out of your chest. It is the creepiest thing ever. Okay. Now, kind of part two of that creepy thing, they will stare at you from around walls and furniture, just watching. And it's like, all you see is their little head popping out from behind something. And when you make on eye contact, oh my gosh, they do this really slow, take their head back behind that wall or furniture without breaking eye contact. It is so creepy. It drives me nuts. And you're like, what is wrong with my child? Like, what am, what do I do right now? Because you're, you're like, it's really creepy. Like, I can't, I can't get over how creepy this is. And they're just off playing, running around doing whatever they were doing before they were just kind of staring at you and then go back behind their little wall. It's like, really, kid? Like, where are you from? Um, another thing that these little kids do, especially when they're learning to be potty trained, they're still in diapers, is they will poop their diapers in the weirdest places. 
they know they need to go to the bathroom, but they don't want to go to the bathroom. They go hide under a table, in a closet, behind the couch. And you, you're like, where are you at? Where are you at? And when you finally find them, they're like sitting there or squatting there and they're just looking at you. And then they do that little, <laughs> that little poop grunt. And you're like, oh no, like, you know better. They do this. Our son, our youngest one. So we've got four boys. I have two stepsons who are 22 and 19 now. And then my husband and I have two together who are 13 and 10. So the youngest one was notorious for this. We would find him in the weirdest spot pooping himself and like he wasn't hiding it he wasn't trying to be quiet he was like from wherever he was and his favorite thing was to go in a closet and do it so you're hearing this weird noise and you're trying to figure out where it's coming from and once we figured out okay this was like his thing we always knew just go look in a closet for jacob he's pooping somewhere um they'll also they're kind of like cats and chihuahuas where they'll like randomly jump off and jump up and take off running. I kid you not. They'll be sitting there watching TV with you or playing with their blocks. And then all of a sudden they stop, pop up, and they're gone. And it's like, um, okay, well, let's go see what caused them to jump up. And it was literally nothing. They just run into a room, just kind of stand there, and then they go running right back to what they were doing and sit down and just keep going. It's like, okay, I don't know if there's something wrong with my child, but I, you know what I mean? Like, it makes you question things like, are they hearing things or seeing things or whatever? Um, another thing that these kids do, oh my gosh, um, they're going to freak out and cry when you give them exactly what they want. I kid you not. Uh, I don't know how many times I've handed the exact color and shape and flavor popsicle. My son is standing there putting his finger on. I take it out of the wrapper, hand it to him, bust into tears. Ah, this is not the one I wanted. Oh my gosh. Ah. And then they melt on the floor like a puddle of ice. And you're just like, what? What? I just gave you the one you wanted. Oh, I want that one. Ah. And then you give them that one. And now they're crying because they want the first one they originally wanted. Like, make up your mind, child. And this is over everything. You can make a mac and cheese. It's their favorite thing on the planet. All of a sudden, I don't want my mac and cheese. I want his mac and cheese. He wants the mac and cheese in his brother's bowl. Oh my gosh. Okay, here, have the mac and cheese. I don't want his mac and cheese. I want my mac and cheese. Really? Okay. It's just, it's super frustrating sometimes. Now, some of the funnier stuff they do um, is stuff that it's funny when it's at home and it's around people you know. But it is super embarrassing. It's funny, but it's also embarrassing when it's out in public, like at a grocery store or something. I remember our 13-year-old was extremely honest. There was absolutely no filter. He still has an issue with no filter, and we got to get on to him to, to watch what he says. He needs to think about what he says first before he says it. Um, but I remember we were in a grocery store in the produce section one time, and he was probably two and a half. And he was sitting in the shopping cart and I'm bagging some produce or whatever. And he turns to me, he says, mommy. And I said, yes, son. He says, mommy, why is that lady's butt so big? I about died because the woman he was talking about turned around and gave me the dirtiest look. And I looked at him and I said, well, buddy, some people's bodies are just shaped differently. And I almost lost it, y'all, because like half of the adults in the section, all you heard was... <laughs> It people laughing from behind 
like the bananas, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like, I cannot, I cannot do this right now. So I quickly hurried up and bagged and I left the area because that lady was heated. But, I mean, like, they're so brutally honest sometimes, you know? Um, I, I remember another time that the 19-year-old, when he was like four or five, um, I took him some well, somewhere, I think it was a Walmart, but we're standing in the checkout line and the person in front of us doesn't exactly smell the greatest. The personal hygiene's just not on point that day for whatever reason. And he turns around, he says, Rebecca. I said, what, Danny? And he says, somebody smells like they poop themselves. What is that smell? Oh my God. I, he would not shut up. I put my hand over his mouth and he's like, no, like I can't stand that smell. I was like, dude, you got to calm down. Like you can't be like this in a store, but they just don't get it. Like they're just, they're making observations that all the rest of us can make, but we know not to say it and they're going to say it. So a lot of times I learned really fast with a couple of them that if we were in a situation where I was like, okay, this kid makes comments about this kind of stuff all the time. And there's someone who fits this description. We need to go to another area until that person's not there no more. Like that is the extent that I had to go to because I got so tired of being embarrassed in grocery stores. And it kind of got to the point where I wasn't embarrassed. I'd just be like, yeah, they're fat. I mean, pff, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So kids are going to be really challenging. Uh, but you kind of find ways to work around the challenges that they kind of like toss at you. Um, parent, people can warn you about stuff and be like, oh, well, when you were a kid, you did this and this and that, whatever. When it's happened to you in real life with your own kids, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, how should I handle this? You know what I mean? Because you don't really want them to pick up on stuff like saying things out loud or, you know, they, they walked up and hit their brother really hard with the, with the little mallet. And it was really funny because the brother kind of had it coming to him because they were messing with him. But you can't laugh because then that's all the kid's going to do. They're just going to keep on doing that because they made you laugh. And kids kind of like to please their parents. They like to please everybody. They like to see people smile and laugh. So they really take it and they run with it. Um, this other thing they do um, will kind of make you question things. Um, they're super, super lovable. They love to hug. They love to cuddle. They, you know, they're, they're the funnest little kids and they're cute and the little things they're learning to do. It's all cute. And then all of a sudden the spawn of Satan has appeared in your home and it's literally flipping a switch. There's nothing to set them off. They go from being, Oh mommy, I'm in this. Ah! Oh my gosh. I can't still touch me. Get away. And it's like, what is going on? They're running around, throwing things around, trying to tear things up, hitting their siblings, hitting us. And it's like, yo, this does not fly in our house. Like get over here. So, you know, we grab them by the arm and go plop their butts in time out or whatever. If that's what their actions deem as the appropriate consequence, um, the consequences for uh, um, bad behavior is a total another episode. But these little kids, like, I don't know what gets into them. They're like the greatest kids on the planet. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you are being what my mother hoped I got a dose of based on how I acted when I was a little kid. Okay, I see you, Satan. I got you. You you got one coming back at you, you know? So it's like, wow, how do I wrangle this in? But you just kind of let them get over that little instance unless you're out in public. You're out in public, I'm going to swat your butt and you're going to behave. Otherwise, we're going to go out to the parking lot and we're going to handle it out there. But again, that's a whole nother episode. Um, when you're playing with them, 
it's all it's it's a lot of fun they get pretty creative they've got pretty good imaginations especially if you encourage it you know what i mean like they get their little dinosaurs set out or their little dollies and they start having them do like little conversations and all this other stuff you could be sitting there with them and turn and look because another sibling or your wife or husband said asked you a question i can't tell you how many times this happened somebody asked me a question i turn and look to answer them and when i turn back the kid's gone like a fart in the wind, totally gone. Can't find them, looking everywhere like, where did this kid just go? I literally turned my back for five seconds and they're gone, just disappeared. Start looking around and here comes creepy, here comes another creepy thing. You look up, your child has magically appeared on top of an entertainment center or has gotten up onto some tall thing somewhere else in the house and there is no clue how they got up there. Like, it doesn't make any sense how they got up there. You would think, oh, well, they could climb the shelves, but the shelves are too far apart. You know what I mean? Or like, there's shelves that slide and move, so they would have yanked them out. And you're just like, how did you get up there? Now, you can't panic. You cannot freak out when you see your kid up high, right? Parents, you know this. Because what's going to happen when you go, (gasps) they're going to let go, or they're going to startle and get scared, and they're going to go down. And so... um, Yeah, you just got to like keep your cool and be like, hey, buddy, how'd you get up there as you get closer to them and yank their butts down? That's heart attack inducing. I'll tell you that right now. But the climbing thing, um, some kids are just climbers. Some kids aren't, you know, they just don't have that adventurous streak in them. Our 13 year old was our climber. This kid could scale anything. He was one of those kids that would put his feet up on either side of the hallway and do that Spider-Man walk down the hall. And you're like, oh, my God, you're going to kill yourself. It looks cool. It couldn't nobody else do it, but he could do it really well. But this kid was a climber starting at like a year and a half. Once he could, once he was like, uh, he's overrunning, he's overwalking, he's overdoing that stuff. It's climbing and it's nonstop. So on top of him being a climber, he loved chocolate. He loved cookies. He loved chocolate. He loved chocolate cookies. Oreos, chocolate chip cookies, whatever it was, he loved them. And he could climb. So in our pantry, in our kitchen, right, we kept the cookies. And so I would usually keep them down low because the older kids didn't get into them unless they they were so, yeah, you can go have that for a snack, you know. And so our son would go into the cookies and just jam them in his mouth. Just eat them, eat them, eat them. The whole pack would be gone. And usually this would happen when I'd be in the restroom. We kind of played a game when I'd go in the bathroom and I was home alone with the kids and like the older ones weren't there to help kind of watch them when I went in there. Because, you know, you don't always want the kid in the bathroom staring at you doing your business. So we had a big gap under the bathroom door. So I'd have him lay down on his tummy and put his fingers under the door and we would sing little songs. And so as long as I could see those fingers and hear his voice, I knew I was good. Like he wasn't going to get anything, get hurt. Well, he would take off and run while I was at a point where I couldn't just jump off that toilet. And so every time I come out, pantry door's wide open. He's got chocolate drooling down the front of his onesie or whatever. Okay, so let's put the cookies up high. Um, Yeah, that was a bad idea. We had to start storing them in our bedroom so he couldn't get into them. Because even though the wood shelves in the pantry were just straight wood, there was like no lip or anything to grip onto, this kid would climb up four levels of shelving, hold the fifth one with one hand and grab cookies with the other hand and just shove them in his mouth and be eating cookies and have chocolate going everywhere. 
Oh, I about had a heart attack on that one because I turned the corner. I look down. He's not there. I look up and he's just hanging by one hand eating cookies. And I did the <gasps> and he turned and looked at me and his eyes got big and I grabbed him just as he let go of that shelf. So, yeah, no jokes. Do not do the panicked <gasps> gasp of air. They will let go and fall like a rock. But so, you know, he got in trouble, but he's still little. So it's like, hey, you you know, you can't do this. You talk to him as much as you can like a grown up. So they learn to talk um, better, faster. Um, so it's easier to communicate with them and stuff. Um, but they, they're still only, they're still pushing their limits. They're trying to get, see how much they can get away with, um, every single time you have an encounter with them. So try not to lose your patience too much. Cause this is just kind of how little kids are wired. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so one of these times I'm in the bathroom, he jumps up, runs. So I'm like, okay, this fool just went to the pantry, but there's no cookies in there. I do keep baking stuff in there and I do keep bags of chocolate chips in Ziploc baggies. Um, okay. I come out of the bathroom, pantry door is open. He comes walking out and he holds his hands up and he says, mommy, yucky. And I was like, dude, you, and he had chocolate running down the front of his onesie again and chocolate on his face. I was like, okay, he got into the chocolate chips. So he sticks his hand out. He says, mommy, yucky. And I grabbed his hand. Y'all, do not ever suck anything off of your toddler's fingers or hands. Okay, here's your perfect example why. I took that child's hand and I stuck that finger in my mouth and I sucked that chocolate off because I love some chocolate. I sucked that chocolate off and started swallowing and that was the moment I realized it was poop. He had stuck his hand first and only time ever into his nasty diaper, pulled poop out on his finger. I didn't have my contacts in because it was kind of late. We were getting ready to go to bed soon. I stuck his boo-boo finger in my mouth and sucked it off. I about died when I realized what it was. And I started screaming. I screamed for my husband. He came running down the stairs. And I kind of like shoved our son off to the side. Like, I don't care what you do. Just get away from me. And I had my head in that kitchen sink spraying my mouth out. So I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I've got poop in my mouth and I'm, I'm gagging. I'm trying to throw up because it, I had started to swallow. So it was starting to slide down my throat. So I was trying to get all of that doo-doo back out. And so my husband come flying down the stairs and he looked at me and I just pointed and I said, poop, poop. Only it wasn't poop. It was the S-H-I-T word. Um, trying to keep this podcast rated G. Um, but I yelled out the four letter word that starts with S-H. And he looked at me and he looked at our son and saw his hand and died laughing, which makes me even more mad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to spray my mouth out, spray my mouth out, get all this poop out. And, um. Y'all, that wasn't the grossest part. It didn't taste bad. It didn't. It didn't really have a flavor, but his poop did not taste bad to me. Um, I'm not going to say it was pleasurable. Maybe it was my brain trying to ignore what just happened to me, um, but it did not taste bad. And when I told my husband that, he goes, oh my God, what did it taste like? And I just looked and I was like, it didn't taste bad. <laughs> I thought he was going to go throw up because he started gagging. And so he took our son off and got him cleaned up. And I kid you not, I was probably head deep in that sink for a good 30 minutes trying to rinse it out. I probably went through half a bottle of large listering mouthwash just trying to kill anything that was in there or might have slid down my throat all the way. This has got to be the grossest thing that ever happened to me. But you know what, folks? I have never stuck my kid's 
food, quote unquote, food, messy fingers in my mouth ever again. Never again. I don't care if it looks like Cheeto dust. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to assume it's a type of poop that's on their finger and I'm not going anywhere near it. it. Oh my gosh. I've told this story to people at the school and stuff like that. And it just, people can't believe that it, I, I ate my, I almost ate my kid's poop. Yeah, that was, that was probably the grossest thing that's happened to me. Um, but yeah, so I, Outside of that, that's probably the grossest part of this podcast, for this episode at least. Um, One of the cuter things that they do do, right, great transition there, um, is when they're learning to talk, the things that they mispronounce or the words that they decide to use to identify an object. Our youngest, the one who's 10, loved Peppa Pig. Uh, I, I love Peppa Pig too. I have to admit, I am a big Peppa Pig fan. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it's real cute and, and teaching them how to be good people and help each other out and all that stuff. And their accents are cute. Don't get me wrong, but they use the word petrol for gas for the vehicles. Right. I never picked up, like I, I heard this, but I just like, when I heard petrol, I heard gas. And so when Jacob was kind of really getting into talking and, and asking where mommy, where are we going? Where are we going? I'd be like, Okay, well, we got to go put gas in the truck. Okay. And he went and asked me more questions. But I pulled up at the gas station. He's like, oh, mommy, are we getting petrol? Are we getting petrol? And I, you guys, it took me months to figure out he meant gas. And I was like, no, like, buddy, what are you trying to say? I always thought he was asking, you know, how they always have like the chips and drinks on display and stuff. I always thought he was like asking if we could get one of those. So I always say no. So he gave me this confused look like, why can't I have some petrol? You know, and it was gas. Thank you, Peppa Pig. You caused a lot of confusion in our lives for a few months there. But, you know, different kids, they all pronounce things differently. Like the 13-year-old, um, some of his bigger things was like instead of cucumber, it was cumcubers. Instead of computer, it was a punkuter. Um, you know, it was just, it's cute little things. And when you're a parent and they're saying these things wrong, you need to write them down. Like keep like a little photo book, a photo album and take little notes of stuff um, because it's real fun to talk with them about it when they're older. Uh, but yeah, um, these little kids, they can drive you nuts and they can make you laugh and they can gross you out and they can creep you out. Um, you never know what's going to happen day to day. You don't know what's going to happen minute to minute. Like I said, one moment, little angel, next moment, spawn a Satan. And you're trying to, you know, burn sage in your house to exercise the demon that's inside of them. But they, they really are an enigma. Um, every single one of them is different. They kind of do the same general thing, but in their own little special ways. Um, that kind of wraps up this first episode. I didn't want to go too long or too crazy. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. (laughs) I hope you had a good laugh at my expense, especially with the whole eating my son's poop story. Um, so I hope you keep tuning in. Um, I don't know how often I'll be doing podcasts just because I do have a busy life with the family and work and stuff like that. Um, but I'm going to try to do one every two weeks on different topics. Um, we will get into some more serious ones like how we, I know we, I've got some friends that, um, their oldest is in junior high right now in like eighth grade with, um, our eighth grader. Um, and they don't have older kids. So, Us having the older kids, we've had some more serious conversations with them regarding drugs and alcohol, regarding sex and things like relationships. 
So those will definitely kind of be some things that we delve into further into other episodes. But I hope you had a good time today. I hope you got some good laughs. I hope I made you smile and brighten your day up a little bit. I hope you keep tuning in. Um, Feel free to leave me any messages or anything like that. Um, on topics you would like to hear me talk about. I'll probably start having some guests come on like other parents and other people um, that have experienced different things that we'll be discussing at that time. So keep your heads up. Have an awesome day. Love you guys. Bye.